Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to this Speaking from Our Hearts podcast episode where I'm delighted to be joined by a lady all the way from Norway called Kristin Wang. And Kristin's going to be talking to us today about living with chronic disease. Kristin, a very warm welcome to you. Thank you so much, Paul. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And it's an absolute pleasure to be conversing with you. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to this. So um, give us an insight then, Kristin, into your chosen title, your chosen subject of living with chronic disease. Yeah, as I told you, I could have talked about a lot of things, but uh, well, this this is uh, close to my heart, though, and it's about my my journey too, in a way, because I have um, had chronic disease and uh, for some years, and I also I had this Lyme disease, and then I was diagnosed with uh, bone marrow cancer. It's about seven years ago or something like that. And before, I've been working as a dentist and I've been working a lot with holistic dentistry, actually. So my interest is a lot in this that, how to say this? I mean, um, it's not only about the physical body. We are so much more. Yes. For me, this has been a a journey in a way. And... uh, uh, when you are living with chronic disease, I mean, people generally are living so much longer today than before. That also is with cancer patients. I mean, uh, a doctor I've been working with, that's well known in Norway, called Adam Misha, he, he um, talks about it more and more that cancer also are more like chronic diseases. That's because people are living so much longer now, also with cancer. And um, what I experienced when I, uh, well, I, I'm a spiritual person, so uh, and have been working with holistic medicine. So when I got diagnosed with this, of course I get scared and went through all that stuff. That's human. That's uh, nothing we can drop in a way. I feel. Um, but um, I immediately started to think how to meet this, how to meet this. And for me, it was like, I've always had, had this believing system that the body can heal itself whatsoever with help, a little bit of help, yeah. whatever that might be for you or me or the one that it's about. And... Um, well, I started out listening to my inner voice in a way. What way am I going now? What to do? First of all, I can tell something in me was so sure that I, with all that I know, I thought I could, I thought I could find the best way, of course. And I, I did a lot. I've been working with food and stuff like that 
for many, many years. So, uh, and I, I started out with everything that I thought would, would uh, make me heal. I went to John of God in Brazil. Or I went to detox in Bali. I, d I did a lot of stuff. But what happened to me in the end, that was I was not healed that way. I didn't have the control of this. So then I started with conventional therapy in a hospital in Norway called stem cell therapy. Yeah. And that was quite tough. Poof. <laughs> that was quite tough. But I've been so humble through all this because on that way, on that way, I really found more and more on myself. When I relaxed into just being accepting what was on this way i really i really had time i and it's also uh, also a lot about living here and now and accepting what is and i mean on that way in this treatment i really found myself more and more loving to myself not judging so much anymore i, I opened up to a totally other oh, what to say i saw a new world in it Anyway, it was so much more than I thought before. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I get so... I, in the middle of this, I was in hospital and I had a very special experience. Not like near death or maybe it what, what it was. And then I was asked to be an ambassador or the naive. I was so apostle and things like that. I mean, then I was filled up with love, filled up with peace. A place that you, you really want to, to be, in a way, what maybe we're all longing for. Mm. And, uh, and I mean, I, <laughs> I always wanted to be high and dark, if you, <laughs> you know what I mean. And then I was told to be an ambassador for Naive. And that was, uh, I was laying there totally out of energy and no immune system and everything. And then, then I... I I suddenly saw a picture of uh, Princess Di in Norway. And I thought, okay. Then I understand a little bit more with her humbleness, married into this special family, raising, following her heart, raising for to be the princess for the, for the people. So that was a um, really big turning point in my life because as I said, I always wanted to be high and dark, knowing everything, you know. Educated as a dentist as I was, and yeah, being in the right with the right people and stuff like that all the time. And I suppose um, where where I can relate to what you're saying here, Kristin, from my own experience, I think when we have this um, this spiritual awakening to the, the realization, the awareness that there is so much more than who we think we are, you know, in this human body, this shell, that's a temporary, it's a temporary vehicle. That's all. Um, and I think when we get that awareness raised and we realize that actually that, that body is so it's absolutely who we are not, but isn't it true that most of us spend our lives thinking that is who we are? Um, and to have that awakening and that realization is is profound. It's it's um, yeah, it's it's a massive massive realization in our lives, isn't it? And it changes the way we think and feel and and how we see the world. I mean, would you agree with that? 
to so totally full, yeah. And uh, when I come back home in a way after that, I still had the same believing system in a way. But I also talked to a lot of doctors and I don't mean to say anything wrong about them because there's a lot of beautiful doctors out there. I have not met so many of them actually because I don't think that's my path. I have another uh, other way to go. And uh, when I had this treatment after, it showed that it had not helped me so much. I was not not healed with the conventional therapy. And this bone marrow, marrow cancer, they always said that it's uh, you die of it. But they have a lot of medicine also. And all this gives hope in a way. But um, my biggest hope, if I can say it like that, is if, that I more see the whole picture of it. That mm. we are so much more than the body, as we said. And... Uh, when I I went on on this journey, of course, I've done this spiritual work with all the other bodies in a way. And uh, I'm not sure, sure, actually, when we're talking about healing, we can, everybody's still also thinking about the physical body, but could it be some more? I mean, the healing is going on, but maybe you don't always see it on the physical body. Mm. You know what I mean? I do, and I think that's why, for me, Kristen, you used the the right word at the top of this conversation when you referred to the holistic medicine, the holistic nature of what's happening, because it's not just about the physical. You know, I was told many, many years ago, I didn't understand this at the time, but um, this this was for a very um, from um, a very high-ranking minister of the church, um, and I wasn't necessarily a religious person. Um, and he said to me, he said, I've watched you for some time. He said, you're a very physical young man. Um, you know, my world was very physically driven, very ego driven. I was in this raw survival, Christine. And he said, your world is very physical, isn't it? And I said, yes, it is. That's all I understand. And he said to me, and, and, and I never forgot the words, Christine, but at the time, and it took me many years before I actually understood what he was saying. And he said, ah. But he said, the physical thing is the bottom of the pile. And I said, well, what do you mean it's the bottom of the pile? He said, there's like, a, there's like an order of things in terms of power. And the physical one is at the bottom of the pile. And he elaborated, he told me more. And then he said, the next one up is the mental aspect. And then the next one up is the emotional aspect. He said, but the highest one of all is the spiritual. And when you're into that, boy, strange things happen that you won't understand, you, you might not agree with, but that's, for me, is what I call faith. To know that things are happening, you don't know why, you can't understand it, but you have to have the faith to know, to let go, to say, do you know what? It will be okay in the end. It will be okay. And I've never forgot that, Christine. Years and years, that was maybe, what, 40 years ago, if not a touch longer. And, and that stuck with me. And as the years and years have gone by, I actually have started to understand what the, um, you know, what was said to me there. Oh, beautiful. I totally understand, Paul. Actually, it was bullseye, bullseye where I wanted to go next. Because what all this 
have done with me in a way because I, as I said I tried everything I was just sure that it was in my control mm. many else over us or in the doctor's control or whatever what to say but in the end I this uh, this word faith and living here and now is greater than ever in me because somehow on this way I understood that it's a source that's bigger than my, bigger than myself. Yeah. And the control I thought I had, I didn't. So f- kind of it's like following my soul's journey. And what do I know? That's opening up every day in a way. And and I more and more listen to this inner voice, this voice from the whole thing from the source of whatever you will call it from the universe of what you will call it and therefore i have had a little bit special way after this conventional treatment it has brought me around and on this way i've learned to love myself stand up for myself my own truth and i'm still alive And uh, my results, I don't know actually right now, because that's another thing. This time I've waited to take my test because it's another thing there with fear. When you go into this regular test every third month, it's like a re-traumatizing every time. So this time, actually, I've, I've listened to my voice and said, wait. And then I do that. And of course, a lot of people can say, don't you go to the test? I will do. But in a way, I I found my own way in this instead of being... Uh, I learned so much when I went to Mexico. That also was by accident, by the way. <laughs> I one of, uh, one of the ones I've really been listening to because, as I said, I really thought... I've read a lot about this uh, radical remission thing. Mm. And it's... Been, for the people that uh, experience that, of course. And I listened a lot to Anita Mojani, and she had a page on Facebook uh, where we prayed for each other and stuff like that. And I posted when I had some not so good results. And then a woman from Italy uh, gave me an answer about a clinic called Oasis of Hope in Mexico. And then I immediately know that's my next step. So then I went off to Mexico and uh, yeah that that was a very special thing because there i really met uh, the doctor that's uh, the head of this uh, clinic is he's just a beautiful soul he has it all and um there i met a lot of people giving up from the doctors they all a lot of them heard that they had three months left to live and stuff like that and when they were treated in mexico more holistically they live for several more years. Some of them for, actually I met a woman from, from Scotland that had lived for 20 years since she was there. They have 50 years of experience down there. So the best thing I felt was that you will lift it. You will lift it so much about the, the other patients, their stories. And uh, again, this thing, don't, don't go into this listening just to the doctors and tell you, that's all about the body Uh, again we are so much more and it's there's always hope i learned down there it's always hope 
and we are not in the control. We just have to give it our inner way and listen to our inner voice. That's how I felt it. So I, I will not sit there and say I have the whole truth. This is my truth in a way. I would hope mm. I've been very humble like that because we, are, we all have our own way. So, um, yeah, it could be different for somebody else, of course. But I think it's so important to not fall apart if you got this diagnosis. It's, it's so much hope in it still. I um. You know what? You understand what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do, Kristin. I understand. And when you mentioned Anita Mujani there, it kind of jolted my memory. I've, I've recently been, um, I was following, uh, I do follow um, daily, Wayne Dow's uh, Dao De Ching and on verse four around living infinitely. And when you was talking about um, Anita Mujani there, it just reminded me. In fact, I actually journaled about it. I made a note of it. So it's very... Um, coincidental in a world where there are no coincidences but one of the things and I'd like to quote this because I think it wraps up really quite nicely what you've just said Christine and it says wisdom is knowing I am nothing love is knowing I am everything and in between the two my life moves while you're living stay as close to love as you can Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> and that, you know, if I'm hearing you correctly, Christine, is I just when you were saying it, when you were speaking there, and I thought, wow, you know, that is, you know, the Anita Mujani bit, and and obviously verse four of uh, the Tao Te Ching, uh, living infinitely. I, th I thought it just summed it up perfectly. Yeah, and when you say this, is also like. It's, it's where in the beginning it's easy to go into fear and stuff like that. And, and the gift for me in this is that I have not been able to do it my way. And no, I am thankful for this teacher, this great teacher that illness and sickness have been to me. Because I now see what, how much closer I'm, I've come to myself and finding my own self-love in a way and opening up to other, totally other place in myself. Like starting out like high and dark, as I said, and going out to be totally humble, totally in a way down to feeling so little, so little. But in there, it's a big gift. Yeah. And yeah. I also feel that through all this, I... Uh, with self-love and all that stuff, you also love other people more. You can you see behind the masks and you can you understand so much more. You don't judge the way you maybe did before. And I feel that that's maybe one of the biggest uh, messages I have to the world in a way to um, to be humble and to to equality in a way, find into oneness how we can be in this world together. Yes, I mean I had um, I had a conversation with somebody recently around the world around the world atonement and for me that's that word atonement, you know, somebody said to me previously, what what does atonement mean to you? And I said, well making up for the past or making up for your indiscretions or, you know, the the bad thing, make just making up for things that you've done wrong. And it was pointed out to me, Christine, that, well, just break that word down, atonement. And it's actually at one moment. 
And I thought, wow, that's, you know, because by letting go of the past and those perceived wrongdoings and, you know, um, and as you say, quite rightly, when we're in this ego driven world of me, I'm important. It's all about me and my body. And well, hmm, is it really? Because there's something called the universe to name. But I mean, that's my source. We've all got a different take on that. And, you know, for me, there's no right or wrong. It's what, what our source is, what our source is. But I know that she's got different plans. And what I'm learning to do is dance with her um, because she, she's she been around a long time and she knows the moves. I don't. And by stripping out the ego and letting go, Christine, it's like it's accepting that actually I'm just in this physical body that we see. I might live to be 60, 70, 80, 90. Who knows? But I may say it's only a sort of journey passing through the real deep stuff, um, the energy, the vibration that can't be destroyed. It might take a different form, but it can't be destroyed. And that will live on way, 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 way. way. Well, it's infinite. It'll live on period. So this physical body that lasts that might last three score, 10, 80 years, 90 years, whatever it is, it's kind of almost irrelevant. And I think when you've got that level of understanding insight awareness and the humility that goes with that the the paradox for me uh christine and i like your views on it is you actually feel so strong because you do accept and understand that actually in the grand scheme of things you're actually infinite yeah let me say one word amen <laughs> yeah it's cool again in a way and yeah you're so spot on paul i mean this humbleness I feel right now, and uh, when I, when I look back to the 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 part I have been been on, I'm thankful for it all in a way. And and other thing uh, that maybe I can bring in also is that for for me I see more and more the whole picture in this, and I also I'm so humble because I've done a lot of. Um, transformation stuff and things like that mm. and for me I, be I believe in this that you are here also to um, to transform the whole lineage your ancestor lineage yeah maybe seven back and seven forward I've heard different things on that it doesn't matter but for me it's that, that that's really the truth in a way and I have I've found that the cancer picture in my family so at the same time, I know I, I know I do this work for my family family lines also, and when you see all this thing together, it gives meaning of what you are in. You don't go into the the ego and the victim so so easily, of course, because you see a bigger picture. You see uh, see that you are maybe here for a reason more than what you thought before. So um, yeah, yeah. It's such a big picture for me now. And uh, I even feel that I really hope, I mean, that I can do, uh, I can help others with this too, because I've learned so much on this journey. And it's not that I forget about my body either, because my body is my temple and I love it very much. And I, I try to give it whatever I feel it's right for my body now. And, and of course, I've been through how to say this, I mean, it's so easy because I've been educated in the Western medicine in a way, and then you're going up to the holistic medicine. And what I learned when I get this uh, diagnosis at that time, it was so, it was like I was um, not 
blame but criticized in a way from both sides like oh you have not done the right thing and you yeah and i really had to be strong there and listen to myself because it was a strong voice inside of me that have always told me what to do and that has been my greatest source and all the time i listen to that and so far i really feel i have take the right choices from that part of me instead of listening to everybody else but you have to be courageful in a way also then to do this i don't mean it's not easy but i think in the future it will be more and more like the holistic medicine and then i mean the every, everything that you talked about lately about the transforming and healing of all these bodies so um yeah I really feel I'm on the right way. I'm not so, of course, I feel a lot of fear now and then. And of course, I'm human about all this. But at the same time, I have so much faith that it will be as it shall. Everything yeah. is that. Yeah. If you just, and you, you, I can, I don't know what's next month, but neither you do. Did you? Do you in a way? So it's, it's living with this um, chronic disease has been a gift in so many ways, opening up to, to loving myself to so much more faith in life, believing in life in a way. Yeah. And, you know, within that, Kristen, is kind of knowing and accepting um, that there is a higher purpose and, you know, um, I personally believe in, you know, making sense of, of my own journey, which was very, very challenging from an early age, has been very challenging for decades. And it is around that serving that higher purpose. Um, I think it's Chopra kind of elaborates it, our dharma, the three stages of our dharma, our purpose is to, uh, to seek our, our higher self, um, to discover, to find our unique gift, and then basically to use that gift, that talent, whatever that may be, for the betterment of humanity. And I love that because I think it brings in, you know, when I, when I look at my journey and, and I was looking for answers, you know, from this dark, 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 desperate place I was living for many years with violence and addiction and, and despair and all this, you know, human stuff, real stuff, Um that, that, that was going on at the time, Christine, it was that sort of, you know, I was looking for that guiding light and and I found a lot of comfort in the early days of my my research in the work of Dr. Covey, Dr. Stephen Covey. Um, and, you know, a simple, a simple one of his habits, I think it was the ninth habit um, that said, leave the world a better place than it was when you, when you got here. And I thought, what a simple but powerful way to, to live your life. You know, you're here, you're passing through, you know, old mother nature, it's, it's her house, not yours, it's hers. And as we pass through and we, we're a part of that, I believe that we need to pay our rent, not in monetary terms, not in physical terms, but in spiritual terms. And we need to contribute because we're living the benefits of, you know, this human existence. Um, and that was many years ago, um, Christine and, and you know, it certainly helped me to 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 start to bridge that um, that big gap between the 
the reality of life in the you know the the physical the ego the the yes but the defense and all that kind of stuff that you know we're used to as human beings and that acceptance and that faith that actually there's a different way to live um but there's a big gap between the two and i suppose that's been my voyage over the years to you know to start bridging that gap and one of the big bridges i've found is is to identify purpose I think it's a massive, massive bridge between those two um, between those two aspects. And uh, I don't know you that much, so I really feel that we have a lot in common in this. And I get so when I'm sitting here right now, I get uh, I get humble, and my heart is filled up with love in a way for this understanding and this path of ours and how. When people can come together like this, it's so beautiful. It it and it gives so much meaning instead of maybe the life I lived before when it was tactical, a lot of noise. Yeah, you know what I mean. I do. So, so it's beautiful that you bring people into this podcast and you sharing this these stories and things with the world. It's so important. I I really believe in storytelling. I really believe in storytelling. It's like the new, what to say, the new way of uh, educating people or, or whatever. People coming together, listening to each other. And uh, also this learning to, to really listen with your heart to other stories, but also in the daily life, listen and speak from your heart. And that's why I've um, called the... Um, <laughs> called the podcast speaking from our hearts because one of the things that I've also learned about when I speak about that bridge Kristin between that that ego driven human self that you know most of us kind of uh, I've, I've certainly spent many many years in that um, justifying it under survival um, and all kinds of masks that you quite rightly alluded to earlier on um, and this this better this higher way of being and people say to me, Paul, you've gone all soft and you've gone all fluffy and you talk about love and, you know, and uh, are you are you on medication? I think you've lost the plot and all this, you know, and I said, listen, you know, the reason I have gone into this world is because I had a choice to make. I had a very, very conscious choice to make years ago, and it was a simple choice between love and fear. Now, fear is the world that I knew. And I'm looking over my shoulder, I'm, I'm nervous, I'm, a, I'm in addiction, I'm in a violent way of being. All that stuff, that darkness, that's no life. It's not even an existence. The alternative, however, is to let start to let go of things and trust and have that faith that there is, an, you know, your, your life has deep meaning purpose. Yes, we can get a purpose from our own understanding, but actually that's only a fraction of it because unless we really do find that true gift, talent, and give it away to the world, then we haven't really found our purpose. And, you know, what I what I say to people when they challenge me on, Paul, why do you talk about love? You're a big, tough guy. And it's because I'm a big, tough guy, to use your words, and I don't accept that label anymore. I really don't. It's just a label. I don't accept that. No more than I accept the, the r ridiculous thing, Kristen, I was brought up with for many years that, the label, big boys don't cry. Well, I'll tell you what, from my understanding, let me flip that on its head and tell you that big boys do cry. 
Real men do cry, and they're real men because they're actually, the word is real. They cry um, because that is real. And just because they're a different gender to a woman, that's only so social acceptance. That's only a label, a conditioning that we've learned to, to live with over the years. That It's okay for girls to cry, but not boys. Rubbish. And it's stripping out all this stuff and, and you know, um, serving a higher power um, for me that, that says, okay, yes, it is challenging to, to keep bridging it. But, you, you know, honestly, it's, it's, I think when you've had that sort of insight, you realise that there's only one way of being and, and it's not the old ego driven way either. Oh, and when you're telling this, it's, for me, it's, has been all my life, actually, about this balance in masculine feminine mm. and i understand that you know what i mean yes so and uh i don't know if you know about Brittany brown but she has an expression about the new strong and that's what i thought you were talking about now uh, yes yeah, strong we always heard about what what have you understood with that of course the strong the alpha guy or anything like that but the new strong is more like what we have been talking about all the time today about love, co compassion, empathy, real, real vulnerability. And of course, in all that, it's a lot of feelings. And without the feelings, who are we? I mm. mean, that's the compass in a way. Yeah. So what we have learned, we have to relearn in a way. And it's the same. Maybe it's the same for me like a dentist I've been. And like the doctors, we had to relearn what we've learned to find the right way into the future together. And I agree with that, Kristen. And the way I um, I describe that personally is, I think as you know, as a child, as a newborn baby coming into the world, we have that pureness, and you know, from a very early age, we learn things, we learn behaviour. And we learn conditioning and habits. We learn all this stuff. And it's a bit like sticking a plaster on us. So, and as we, as we progress and we grow up, you know, we grow up um, teenagers and adolescents and all that kind of thing. And by the time we reach adulthood, we've got so many labels on our, on our, that people have given us, you know, usually from our parents, which is, you know, usually come from a place of, of good good meaning but obviously our parents they you know they're limited in what they know they can only do the best with the understanding that they've got and obviously our siblings our close friends our our community and, and everything and we pick all these labels up as we go through life and I think what if I'm hearing you correctly what you were saying there Kristin is about actually relearning and, and and what I'm saying is, OK, for relearning, what I start to do is take those labels off. They're not my labels. There's some labels that people have stuck on me over the years. And because I didn't have the strength or the awareness, more, more importantly, to understand, I just accepted those labels. So if people say to me, don't, don't cry, big boys don't cry. I was 35 before I cried, 35 years of age. You can imagine, and I'll be honest with you. Kristen, I had a breakdown over that it, because 35 years of emotions and toxic beliefs, they all, they, it was like an abscess bursting and it all come out. And that's why now, particularly when I'm speaking to, you know, the more masculine dominant energies within, a, within our sort of um, society, it's like, listen, 
You know, as you know, you mentioned Brenny Brown. Our vulnerability is our strength. Embrace it. Learn to embrace and dance with it because it will serve you multifold. Don't fight it because you won't win. And I can, you can imagine when I got this diagnosed with cancer, whole labeling isn't that. But it's actually through my way. I've seen through to all this with other other glasses and like things like that. So I actually what I can say now is that what I've also learned is the equality about things with illness and health. Even I mean people with money, not even life and death. For me, somehow, have been equal. And how to explain this? I, I mean, when I was, uh, <clears throat> I have seen the teacher. I've seen the reason why this cancer came to me, and what I've learned through through my path from this. I mean, if I had not got this cancer, uh, maybe we can learn it otherwise. But I have not done my soul journey mm. so yeah. that's how my deep understanding of this is right now and again I see I just have my own truth not others but for me it's, it's like that and it has been a journey after this uh, when I was in hospital but uh, really really finding the equality in things and who I also feel that I can I can stay in uh, conversations now when you are, this is the most beautiful thing, I think, the miracles is when people disagree. If you meet people that take responsibility for themselves and both are opening up, we don't have to, to, to have the same answer. We don't have to mean the same, have the same truth, but we can make space enough for both of the truths to be there. And then it's growing. For me, that's the new way of conversation. And that's, I've been there in transformation, transformational conversations a lot of times now. And that's for me, miracles, so beautiful. I mean, when you listen to politicians and stuff like that, they are arguing and stuff like that all the time. I mean, the future will look different. I think, you know, so long as we keep speaking from our hearts, and, and that's why I called the podcast that, Kristen. I think for each and every one of us, so long as we come from that place of that that heart-centeredness, then that is the way forward. That, you know, and it is as simple as that. All the other stuff is just that. It's just stuff that we've learned over the years and it doesn't serve. So I suppose, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to draw things to a close now, uh, Kristen, if I could, by just saying to you, you know, what would be your, you know, if you had one message, one message to share with, with the, the world, the universe about um, living with chronic disease, what would that be, that one guiding light message? <laughs> oh, Paul, uh, my first thought was oh, we should make this together because I really felt that we did this whole conversation so much together. <laughs> in so... Um, but I mean, we have been talking so much for this 45 minutes. Um, what do you think? What is the most important thing we have been talking about today, the two of us? What do you feel? Um, 
Wow, what a big question that is. Um, for me, Kristin, it is that verse four of the Tao Te Ching around living infinitely. And, and I think it's, you know, I can't get it out of my head. It's been um, intuitively playing over and over as we've been speaking. Um, and I'll quote it again. Wisdom is knowing I am nothing. Love is knowing I am everything. And in between the two, my life moves. While you're living, stay as close to love as you can. And I, for me, that's it. That's it. Yeah, love for me too. Really, love for me too. And also, also hope. Living without hope is hopeless. Yes. So, bringing hope. And I think it's so much hope in what we have been talking about today. Also, when you're living with a chronic disease, because on that part, you really can find another way of living and a deeper way of connecting to life. And, you know, we've spoke a lot about love. We've spoke a lot around, um, you know, the way forward. But one of the words that we've we've mentioned it, but we haven't dwelt on. And that's maybe another time, another place is love's love's opposite and fear, um, love versus fear. Um, and so I suppose I'd like to draw things to a close now, not on a, a, a challenging or negative note with that F word fear, but just to say that, you know, that awareness of fear in our lives, let, let, we do have a choice. We absolutely have a choice between fear and love. So my, you know, just to sort of reinforce what um, on top of that verse four, Christine would be, the choice between fear and love is yours. So choose wisely. Yeah, and respect your path in a way, because fear could be a very big part of it. And then you do work with the fear as well. Excellent. Okay, Christine, thank you very much for your for your part in this this conversation, for your shares, for your insights. And it's been it's been a to say it's been a pleasure doesn't actually touch the surface. It's been um, it's been a profound experience, and I thank you for that. And I just hope the listeners can uh, you know enjoy it as much as uh, I have, and I'm you know um, hopefully you have too. So um, there we go, listeners. Um, the lovely Kristin Wang sharing with us thank around. Oh, well, I have to say that too. Thank you so much to you too. I've enjoyed it all really much, very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, Kristin. Hearts helping everyone achieve results towards success.